0: Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. I'm Greg Thomas, and we're so glad that you've joined us again today. I'm in the studio with David Ham. Hey, Greg, and we've got a very special guest who we've been trying to get here for a long <laughs> time. <laughs> And that is the person of our very own, Pastor Teresa Conlin. So glad to have you.
1: Hello, Brother Greg. It's It's a joy to be
0: here. It's our joy. uh, It's Jesus's joy. (laughs) Um, But we're going to be talking with her and getting back into this topic that we struck on her with a few weeks ago. On this topic of worship and various levels and various acts of worship. And, uh, so you don't want to go anywhere. You want to stay right where you are and make sure you tune in, uh, with us. But before we do that, we want to make you aware of the fact that our pastor just called a fasting and prayer. Time, uh, I think it's November 11th and 12th. If I get the dates right, it's a Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday in, uh, in the week of, uh, second week of November. You can, uh, we'll verify those dates, uh, just before we, uh, before we go. But it's that Tuesday and Wednesday of November where the, uh, New York pastors are going to be joining us. Of course, the family of Times Square Church, our extended family, those who stream our services, and of course, those out in Summit and in Roxbury. So if you are listening, we do invite you to join uh, the family here at Times Square Church for this time of fasting and prayer as God is doing something uh, awesome in our midst. And we say that a lot, but we really do know he's doing something phenomenal uh, in our midst. Pastor Teresa, what a joy it is to be here between services on a Sunday, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a rare thing. Uh, for us to grab a pastor, um, but uh, we're, we're delighted uh, that you chose to join us. Just for our listeners, a lot of times people see you on the stage, they see you on the platform, uh, they see you at the school, they don't really get to hear the Teresa Collin that is really down to earth. Oh, yeah. It's quite funny, actually. At times. <laughs> <laughs> but that you're normal. Uh-huh. And so for our listeners, just give them a little taste of, who you really are. Uh, not that you're not who you are when you're on the platform, but, you know, the, the mom, the wife, the person who has to drive from PA and go back home like normal people. You sit in traffic like normal people. You don't have a chauffeur or a driver. The Teresa Collin who is from...
1: Uh, originally from Canada,
0: which we all know. Yes,
1: about. <laughs> that gives me away. Uh, originally from Canada, lived there the first 40 years of my life, only visit the U.S. about four, three times. So when I came here, I was really almost... Uh, the U.S. culture was almost unknown to me, mm. and um, because you know we kind of we went a little time without TV or anything like that, so mm. um, this great culture was unknown to us. So when we came, it we really did have to. Uh, it was a brand new experience for us, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's truly God led us here, and um, it my life has been radically changed, mm. and. Um, Yes, uh, very, very annoyingly normal probably at times, and um am <laughs> glad to be so.
0: <laughs> well, we're glad you obeyed the call. We're glad he brought you here. We're glad he radically changed your life. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's so funny, though, because we can't imagine it being any other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, although all of us have another life we've lived, but yeah. it's kind of like, you know, you see Pastor Carter, you're like, yeah. hey, you know, he kind of grew up in this thing, and then right. when he tells you, no, I really haven't. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: I kind know? of think he, he wakes up
0: with his hair perfect yeah, or something. Just you know, just common
2: like I've seen before, so let me. Let me yeah. Uh, but,
0: but, <laughs> but yeah, you just kind of get that sense because we always see people on the platform a certain right. way, and that's the only time we see them. Yeah. So you don't even imagine them being any other way. It's like trying to see the president in a. In a jumpsuit, you know, and a you know, a swimsuit. <laughs> it's like abnormal, but, yeah. but I'm sure he wears one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're from Canada. I'm you have three wonderful children. Uh You're a grandma. I am four grandsons. Four. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Pascal is just thrilled because he, uh, he is just excited about being a grand, uh, you know, being a granddad um, and a dad and a husband. Um, you are also the president of Summit International School of Ministries. Yes. Uh, now we've had the student body on mm-hmm. this podcast. We've had uh, Christina and her husband, Godshell, on oh, this Nick. podcast. Nick, yeah. Nick. Mm-hmm. We've had Pastor Tim Williams mm-hmm. on right. this podcast. And finally,. We finally worked it out with your agent, your people. Management. <laughs> <got laughs> you, <laughs> walked you upstairs because we didn't have an elevator on this side. <laughs> That's why you guys are so fit. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are just delighted so to uh, to have you. And, and I think we've gone through all the major players at, at Summit right. right now, which yeah. is great because for our listeners who uh, hear about Summit and, and, and are not familiar with uh, the school, tell us a little bit about what Summit is. And uh, I just speak to our young people just for, for a few moments.
1: Sure, Summit is a two-year Bible school, and it's located in Pennsylvania near Harrisburg. And uh, the purpose of when you attend Summit for two years, graduate, and then um, you can go on internships that are right across the U.S. with kind of affiliate ministries that we work with. But the first two years really are to get um, them in touch with who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And um, so the Lord spoke to me three years ago that he would uh, – This is a place where people will learn, he would back this word, that they would become spiritually free, that they would learn to be entirely useful to the body of christ and that they would learn to be an army Mm. and uh, we define ministry as living for the benefit of others so um they're challenged to go deeper in the lord um because they are in an unplugged environment which means they don't have cell phones and computers which surprisingly enough a lot of students tell me that's one aspect of summit they love they don't need to be sold on that
0: that's becoming Yeah. More and more desired, I'm finding, with young people. You you find that Dave? Yeah. You know, uh, they they walk down the streets with their phones and their iPods and, and et cetera. But I'm finding, even for myself, you know, I've had to unplug a few weekends and it is refreshing.
3: Yeah. Well, Uh, We're we're oversaturated with such a huge media presence in New York that, uh, yeah, interesting enough that when they do get out there, it's actually like, well, actually this feels kind of refreshing, you know, that I'm able to put all of this stuff aside. So
0: So you're at Summit and you're unplugged.
1: Right. And then what happens is uh, all the other voices, all the other input into you, when that uh, dies away. You know, you actually get to deal with some really underlying stuff. Mm. Um, but you're also in the presence of God and you are being reformed and refashioned by that word. Mm-hmm. They get to walk those hills a little bit. They get to learn to be useful. And um, God does what only God can do in their lives. And a yeah. lot of them walk out completely different with a different understanding of themselves yeah. and who the Lord is a lot of them came you know with a piece of paper they got to tear up something got written or stamped on that from previous uh, experiences teachings whatever mm. and um, only the Lord can kind of tear up one piece of paper and re-stamp another mm-hmm. in something that's truth and of himself and uh, that that is truly when the Lord does that work you know it's not taken from them
0: yeah yeah well, if you're listening, there's a difference between Summit and an NYU or a NIAC. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going <laughs> to shut away with God. Yeah. You're going to unplug. And, and there's nothing wrong with NYU or NIAC. Right. You know, but, but this not. is a, a Bible school. Yes, And so you're going to shut away with the Lord, shut mm-hmm. down all the, the other voices, all of the outside influences, if you will, right, and really get to a place where you can hear his voice. And I think that's so pivotal uh, for our listeners. Uh, don't go away because we're going to come right back after a short break and talk a little bit more about Pastor Teresa Conlon and what's happening out at Summit right after this message.
4: God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God
0: is powerful
4: God is your friend. Mm-hmm. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is
3: willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God
4: is able to God protect. Is God
3: is good. is power. God is, a provider. God
4: is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves
2: God you. God is merciful. God merciful. is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your eyes.
4: God hands is there back. when no one else is.
5: TSC Music Radio, where God is.
4: This is Carter Conlin from Times Square Church in New York City.
5: I want to take a moment and speak to somebody today who has lost something so dear to your heart and you've been crying so hard about it that you feel you have no more power to weep, you have no more strength, you just don't know how you're going to find the strength to go forward. You wonder, is there anybody in the Bible that ever shared my sentiments? Were they weak like I am, or were they all superheroes? You know, the truth is that everyone in the Scriptures was exactly like you and I. King David in the Old Testament had lost something so very dear to his heart that he cried so hard he had no more power to weep. He didn't know what to do. He turned to God, and he began to pray. And miraculously, God gave him a plan. God gave him strength. He found the power to get up, and he went, and he recovered that which he thought he could never have in his life again. It is time to pray.
1: To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org.
0: And we're back. Quick break, and uh, we're just having a wonderful conversation with Pastor Teresa Cullen. Mom, grandma, wife, uh, president of Summit, your daughter Kate. Well, first of all, people don't may not know this, but you play a little guitar, and you write a little, and you <laughs> sing a little. Now we've never had a guest on this program who didn't play. All right, Tim Pastor Tim got away with it because he didn't bring a guitar, and I I just might have one. I'm looking right in now in room. Right here. <laughs> but tell us how how'd you get into playing guitar? Because you and Pastor Carter both play. Kate plays. She married a guitar player. What's this thing about the guitars in Canada? What is this? <laughs> have
1: you ever been? <laughs> okay, long, cold nights. you got to do something. <laughs> uh, well, you know, who doesn't want to learn to play the guitar? When I met Pester, you, I do. I want to yeah. play.
0: I have two guitars. And do you play? I play around, yeah. not, not enough. I know I'm I can do it. I just haven't committed myself, right? Just yeah. because
1: you're a piano virtuoso, <laughs>
0: you know. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I met Pastor Carter, and of course, he played guitar. So he goes, "Hey, you want me to teach you to play guitar?" So of course, I'm a three chord wonder. <laughs> and uh, so I, at some point, while I'm in university, um, I get this desire to know God. It, very, very strange. Um, just it was just an interruption. Mm in uh, the way I was and the direction I was going. And um, after college, uh, I, I, I went to a, uh, this weekend, and I really feel like I wanted Jesus, uh, but I had no teaching when I came back. Um, the denomination I was in, there was no Bible teaching or preaching, so I was kind of left out on my own. But after I graduated, I went to a city in Canada, and I naturally gravitated to the college campus. And, hey, do you guys have, like, anything spiritual going on? And uh, I met this group, and they said, yeah, come, come. Anybody play guitar? So I'm thinking (laughs) nine of us are going to put their hands up, and I just go like this, and I'm the only one who raised their hands. So I was the worship leader. Wow. Yeah, just for a short while. And, uh, yeah, but – Something about um, singing that I've always wanted to do actually more than breathing or more than preaching and but always very, very shut down mm. and uh, couldn't ever uh, bring myself to sing and whenever I would go to sing, something would like overtake me, and I just I just couldn't. but I have discovered I am a worshiper at heart, and little by little God is just taking. That where some people would fall over dead if they had to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my reaction to singing. But deep down, there's this little voice. And, uh, <laughs> it's going to be heard one day.
0: Uh, It might be heard today. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Let's go to this clip. We got a song that you wrote. What? Yeah, that you you wrote. We have two songs that you wrote, actually. (laughs) One, we recorded on New Songs One, Uh entitled The Name of the Lord Our God. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. Let's play a little clip of that, and then we'll come right back. That song was written by Pastor Teresa Coleman. Now, tell us, there's a story behind every song. What was the story behind that one?
1: Uh, You know, in that hazy hour between you're not fully awake (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes you get your most amazing thoughts, and that song came full blown to me in that.
0: So did you write it in one set? I mean, I did, you just woke yeah, up and bang, yeah, there it was. Thirty
1: seconds. Awesome,
3: wow,
0: that's cool. Yeah, I remember when I first heard it. We were sitting in the conference room, yeah. at twelve o'clock meeting on our Tuesday meetings. And I was yeah. like, wow! And then all of a sudden, everybody's writing. You know, we're getting all these new songs, and so thus, new songs. One incredible. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna wait
3: till I'm halfway asleep the next uh, time
0: I start writing. Yeah. Right. Now, this next song. Right. Apparently, if I'm correct, you wrote this is the first song you ever wrote. Am I right? No, actually, Some
1: Trust and Chariots was the very first. That was the first one. Okay. I think, yeah. Well, then, at
0: some point, you wrote this song. Right. And, uh, well, let's hear it first, because you and Pastor Carter, we had to pull it out on you one Sunday. I think it was a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to play this, and then we're going to talk about this next song in a second
1: you know, a little known fact about me. In fact, I don't think I have ever, ever, ever admitted this in a public place before, but, um, I wrote a country song. Yeah. (laughs) Some of you go, I didn't know the Lord sang country. (laughs) But, um, I've, um, I've written a couple of songs in my life and one of them was a country song. And, um, It's no, no, I'm not going to sing it tonight. No, no, no. (laughs) I will, though. I will. I will. I know. Yes, I know you would. (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe at the end. But uh, it's called It's the Same Old Story. And uh, but then it ends brand new to me. And I just want to say that. If you're coming tonight, sometimes Jesus seems like the same old story because we know him from the outside trying to get him in. It's the same old story. I know the story about the cross. I know about Jesus as a baby. I know, I know. It's the same old story. But when he comes and he lives on the inside, it be, that story becomes brand new. It becomes brand new.
6: Praise God. See, I, Praise God.
1: Th- th- this is proof. Hey. It's the inside out. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. We have to sing it in my key. No, 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 no Not your key.
6: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. I'm with you.
1: All right. Just... It's the same old story. Are you going to sing? I'm
6: sure, I'm sure you've, you've heard, heard, how heard how Jesus grown. Christ Became a man and walked the earth. It's the same old story of Calvary. It's the same old story brand new to me. Cause he's alive and I'm alive and freeing him to know the truth. He has come and lives in me to tell the captive they are free. It's the same old story of Calvary. It's the same. captive, they are free. It's the same old story of Calvary. It's the same old story, brand new to me.
0: Now that was, and I love the title, same old story. That's not the first song you wrote, but you did write it. I did. And there's a story behind that one.
1: <laughs> yes, there is. Well, actually, I feel like I'm bearing my soul to you guys here. <laughs> music is very well, this heart is, palpitating for me. But, this
0: is uh, music with a mission, so we, we're going somewhere mission. in a minute. Okay,
1: yeah. you're, you're driving right through me. <laughs> Uh I've written uh, probably a dozen songs oh. and um uh, some better than others the, uh, the same old story always I'm not a big fan of cu- country music so this song makes me laugh <laughs> uh it has a little bit of a country twang so uh but you know just uh just It hit me one day when I was trying to witness to people in a Bible study, why did everybody glaze over? Because, you know, for a lot of them, it sounded like the same old story.
0: Wow. And
2: I
1: needed just uh, to put into words um, what the difference is, um, you know, it's not the same old story when mm. it hits your heart. Yes. And it becomes brand new. And you know what? The glory of it, 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 there's a potential for it to be brand new every time you bring your heart to the truth to it.
0: I love it. And 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 then you said something that I got to take you back to because you said you're not a you're not really a big fan of country music, right? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, growing up I was a huge fan of country music, <laughs> okay. and I was born in Jersey, and you were in Canada. Canada. So yeah, there was something right. going on there. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was quite unusual, wouldn't you say? i was <laughs> a big fan of, of country music. It's I don't actually why.
1: typical because you know everybody I knew loved Black American gospel uh-huh. music. We didn't know a thing about it cuz we're t- we're talking now at an unsaved circle here. Yeah. So we just loved it and I guess you guys just look north and I don't know. <laughs> you always it's always greener just the other pull side, I don't now know. From
0: up there, you know? <laughs> It oh is funny. yeah, wonderful! <laughs> Let's move forward because we we you know a lot of times on the on the podcast we'll talk to artists and talk about their music and the stories behind their music, and then we sometimes we'll get into some theological discussions and invite our listeners to to weigh in. Mm-hmm. Well, for the past few weeks, we've been discussing various idioms, if you will, of of worship. And uh on September twenty second, you preached a message that Sunday morning. I'm advising all of our listeners to get it if you haven't got it. Go back to our website. And check out the sermon uh, from uh, September 22nd. And the title of that sermon was?
1: The Church Will Triumph in Its Darkest Hour.
0: The Church Will Triumph in Its Darkest Hour. You hit on something in the Book of Ezra that struck a chord. The choir was back there, and they were just hanging on you know about to explode and i was sitting upstairs with the same feeling because we had just had this discussion uh, i had just shared something with choir in rehearsal a few weeks ago uh that you know what would happen if all of the elements of worship as we know them uh were stripped away you know we didn't we didn't have the comfortable chairs the air conditioner wasn't working you know, the lighting was acting up. Power was fluctuating. All of the things that make coming to church on Sunday morning comfortable and usual, or as Pastor Carter would say, familiar. <laughs> and if none of those elements were there, would we still be able to worship with the same intensity? With the same, because a lot it takes a lot of energy to get up Sunday morning, get dressed, and plan to get to church early so you can put your Bible on a seat and save your seat what would happen if somebody came through and took all the bibles and put them in lost and found and didn't open the sanctuary until a quarter of what would happen to our worship and i'm not picking on the church but i i I think you hit on something when you talked about restoring worship and being brought back to a place of worship how does the element in your opinion affect our worship
1: the element, the atmosphere.
0: Yes, the atmosphere. I was going to say that next because we we create an atmosphere. <laughs> I was holding my tongue. I didn't want to say it, but you, you just said it, Amen.
1: So, what would we do if the atmosphere?
0: Yeah, if the atmosphere was completely different. I mean, would it would it show us who the true worshipers are?
1: Well, let me say I am totally spoiled worshiper because I go to Times Square Church. Mm. And we have been led to the throne so often that we are a well-taught people. Mm. We we come expecting God in our worship. And uh, so, you know, I honestly believe there would be a lot of seasoned veterans there that strip it all away. But because we know that God inhabits the praises, there would be praise yeah. that morning. Yeah. Uh, we have been led... Um, so skillfully, and we come to expect worship. I think a lot of times, um, you know, we all have a personal atmosphere,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, so if we come in, you know, <laughs> we, so having been immersed in Times Square all the time, our personal atmosphere, I think, is we know that God will show up when we open our heart. Yeah, and so I think a lot of times there is no uh, atmosphere in a church. And I'm not going to downplay it, but there is no atmosphere because, number one, there's no invitation to worship given.
2: Mm.
1: That these people, for whatever Good. reason, who are leading worship are not giving the invitation. Right, right. I think another thing can happen is that people can go to church and they don't accept the invitation. Mm. So they, for whatever reason, it's blocking them and they're they're not accepting it. And I think number three is that we just... Like I said uh, in that message, we just forget who we're worshiping. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, 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 you know, this combination of things that can go on many times in worship. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. I agree. I think, you know, my mind immediately goes to Psalm 137. You know, we hang the harps upon the willows. You know, we're in this strange place. And the question, you know, was yeah. asked, you know, how do we sing the Lord's song Right. in in this strange land? You know, everything about their normal was not normal anymore, you know, uh, to where even the hearts of men when, you know, had it not been for the, uh, you know, the Holy Ghost restrainer, if you will, the, the wickedness that can come out of the hearts of men and wish on their captors or the captives, you know, those who have have them in captivity was the the atrocities that we can drum up (laughs) without the restraining of the Holy Spirit are just uh, incredible. But, Yet they hang they hang their harps up, you know. They they couldn't sing, you know. And I think that sometimes when you have to just kind of cry through, yeah. <laughs> you know, the storm. I think a good cry sometimes it's is healthy. Um, but like you said, we can't forget who we worship. Your point number three: we can't forget who we worship. So if all the elements change and if all of the dynamics and all of the 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 atmosphere is completely different, and I often say it, it doesn't change who God is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change who He is, and so we should be able to even when it's hard to mm-hmm. still worship him because he is who he is.
1: Right, and there are mornings that uh, people are depending on the worship leader to take them there. There is other times the worship leader is dry and mm-hmm. expecting the quickening. Yeah, And um, God is faithful Yeah, because I think we have learned um, come expecting because he's met us. Mm-hmm. He's been so faithful here at Times Square. And my heart aches for people when I go to church and they have never been... They have never been led to that place of worship or they themselves have never known the freedom of it. Because I tell you, so much work is done in that time. And there's a a scripture, Nick Godshall, actually one of the teachers, he was sharing with us, you know, there's a scripture that talks about God. there was these enemies and they were going to fight israel and israel was so intimidated and god said guess what today you don't have to do any fighting mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you what you do you just praise me yeah. and they're gonna turn on each other and yeah. they're all gonna be the tomorrow this time they're not around they're gonna be annihilated and i feel yeah. like so many times that when we enter into worship we'll just bring our heart there and we'll open our spirit i'll tell you our enemies the fears the 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 impossibilities they turn on each other and they they slay each other in his presence and when i go to places that people just have never known what true worship is Mm -hmm. and have never experienced what it does uh in the presence of our enemies how when the lord's exalted and he rises and we rise with him and then they just turn on each other and demolish each other and we're we so changed, yeah. and people have come to Times Square now hungry to worship, and I do recognize wherever I go, I'm so sensitive now to the worship, and I thank God for, you know, the leadership here in the worship ministry because I know it is hand in glove. I know, I, I feel so tuned in to the other side of that platform, and I know that, you know, there, we need each other. Yeah and uh you know it's just and i think that it, it's very sad when you go to church church and they have no clue about worship i mm, say to myself yeah. how could that be
0: right
1: how can it's so integral you know if we don't have worship we are we what what how, what are we doing anyway you know <laughs> yeah and i'm thinking if there is no worship in that place i think the worship leader needs to ask himself why I think the preacher needs to ask right, why, right. or even the congregate needs to ask why, because you know, if if you do look around, some people can be entering in all over the place and you haven't, you know, yeah. but God is seeking people to worship him. So I don't understand why we will settle for a few crumbs when there's a
3: banquet for mm, us. It's good. Oh, wow. good. You use this word invitation that I'm like still dwelling on. Um, and I've never heard it expressed that way in regards to. The invitation to come in and worship. Um, And if you could help me understand and just even just the listeners, too. But, um, you know, so often we do find worship ministries taking it upon themselves to to create this atmosphere of worship to almost say to almost take it on as their responsibility to give uh, the, uh, the congregation the invitation to worship. And you've just uh, you've made it so clear just that the invitation comes from the Holy Spirit um, to enter in uh, to be in in God's presence. But why is it an ongoing um, uh, challenge for for worship leaders, for ministries to recognize that they themselves are called to, to worship God rather than. Because there's, there's this focus on we've got to create this invitation mm-hmm. and the invitation's got to be attractive and, mm-hmm. and we've got to invite them in and create the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, that's growing. This, that type of mindset yep. is yep. growing right now.
1: Right. Well, you know, uh, worship, that worship leader has to be willing to put himself out there. He's got to be willing to unveil his heart. If he cries at that piano, he cries. Mm-hmm. He's got to be willing um, to be so vulnerable. And that's what worship is, you know. I had to learn to worship on a stage with like hundreds of eyes watching me. And and I just I just decided I have I'm going in. And I don't I have learned under hot lights how to worship. Mm-hmm. Be, because I'm not missing this opportunity. Now I am privileged to be in a place where I have like minded people. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the warfare. I also appreciate the skill level, because obviously there are there is a skill. Right. It, we have young worship leaders out at the school, and the other day I had to just speak to one and said, you know, you have to start with songs that they know, because they are willing to worship. Right. But you've got to start, you've got to lead them in. You right. know, this is not the time to be, you know, and we don't want you to be fancy. We want you to take us to the throne Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and uh but yeah i'm just very very grateful that uh i'm in an atmosphere where uh i i know that i pray for the people at the piano greg all the time all the time lord lead him lord lead him lord lead him and then when he starts on another song i believe this is a word for me i mean i'm 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 getting ministered to, and I am ministering to the Lord. And I, I take that as a wonderful privilege. I can give him my whole heart at that moment yes. and everything changes.
0: It's good. Yeah, I think the key word here is privilege. The privilege is ours. It's we're not doing God a favor. In right. other words, you know, the privilege is, is ours that He allows us to to yeah. worship Him, and that's how I have, how I view it. Uh, you you made reference to um, uh, that scripture, and I just want to just for our listeners' sakes uh, uh, to uh, just encourage you to go read it. I think it's Second Chronicles chapter twenty, uh, where Jehoshaphat was right. getting ready to go into battle. So check that out. Read that entire chapter, and you'll see. Uh, why you don't need to fight uh, sometimes. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and come right back right after this message. We're back, and we're having a wonderful, enlightening conversation with our very own uh, Pastor Teresa Conlon. Um, can I ask you this? Many ministries, many churches, and I'll just say the church in general, in a lot of cases, has really have relegated worship to just being music. Tell us, real quick, what else is worship?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. It's, the, it's that worship is that revealing of the heart. You know, it's, uh, I think, it's um, going, I think, this is a tough one, but the, it's um, unveiling kind of my innermost being to him mm-hmm. and um, just, just forgetting everything else and <clears throat> concentrating on who he is. And the the truth of the words, the truth of the song, letting it hit my heart again anew and afresh with the the, the power of it and mm. and just he's so worthy to be praised and you know uh, you're that emphasis today is the music, right? Is it the sound check? Is the smoke, right? Are we dressed right? Do we look right? <laughs> right you know, I'm right. cool. You're cool. We're cool. You know, then something bad happens. We're not cool. You're exactly. not cool. It falls apart in a
0: heartbeat. <laughs> <That> atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. The atmosphere. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: The cool factor <laughs> leaves, you know, <laughs> and, wow, you know, that's good. yeah, and um, so it's like I was at this conference once and they looked good and they sounded reasonable and they had the right color of blue smoke and um, Mm -hmm. that volume was, you know, two decibels, a little too high, couldn't be in the front row. And, (laughs) you know, and people just over time, they just got enveloped into the darkness, but they weren't being brought into the light of Christ. I could Mm -hmm. feel it. Mm -hmm. But after the word was preached, there was a quickening. There was a light. And the, the interesting thing is with the lights on, these guys started singing a hymn, but they put their heart into it. They brought the reveal they were touched and they weren't ashamed to show. I've been touched. Mm-hmm. And everything they were singing started to be amplified in their head and in their heart. And they it was a completely different atmosphere. Now I'm not you know, don't get me wrong, do what you I, I just felt that interesting though, with all the bright lights on and none of the cool factor there, we finally had worship. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I'm not against, uh, you know, do I would, you know, I just, I just, it was just so stark to me that we finally had worship with the exact, everything they'd worked so hard to create meant nothing. Mm. It did not contribute to the praise of
0: God. Right, And I find it interesting that it was after the word. Yeah. You know, and I, and I believe me as a musician, as a choir director, as a worship uh, steerer, if you will. Uh, I, I know for a fact that music can move people to a place where they are prepared to receive, obviously, what I think is the most important, the meat of the day, and that is to preach word of God. Um, uh, I've been a strong proponent, you know, we've had this conversation before, yeah. the songs don't save, you know. <laughs> so they mm-hmm. prepare us and they can lead us to a place of salvation, but they don't do the work. It's to preach, the preach gospel of Jesus Christ. And I find it interesting that it was after the word. I think the word works all the time. Mm -hmm. Music doesn't always work.
1: (laughs) Well, but music goes to a place the word can't.
0: I I agree with that too. I agree with that too. This is a
1: hand-in-glove ministry. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: That's a good point.
1: Music goes to a place that uh, is so, so powerful. Mm -hmm. That's why I so respect people who can stay under the anointing with an abiding anointing Mm. because Music will take people to a place that it can control you. And to me, that's a seasoned man. That's a seasoned woman Mm. that can handle that power of music that can invade every part of your being and still stay surrendered to Christ. And it's not about me. And I am sure that's a a process to get there. Just like it is a preacher where you're not presenting yourself anymore. Like, how am I doing, like, secretly? It's like, are you getting this? Jesus, Holy Spirit, come and edify Christ, you know. Uh, And it takes a while to get there, Mm -hmm. you know. So I just, anybody starting out in music or is feeling that call to music, you know, you have to learn to lead skillfully, play skillfully, preach skillfully, you know. But I just want to encourage the real thing is worth everything it takes to
0: get there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's good. And in glove ministry, I like that. Because uh, a glove is nothing without a hand in it. <laughs> it's just a glove. Mm-hmm. So great. Now, you are, all right, president of Summit International, an international school. You've got international people there from various countries around the world. And uh, we talked about being unplugged. Uh, I, and I imagine that it is the perfect environment for somebody to go seek God. Hear from God. Shut off all the other voices. How how does Summit prepare their students for worship? Mm. <clears throat> not choir, not music ministry, but how does Summit prepare their student body to be worshipers?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we we are led by worshipers, without a doubt,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, people who um, um, truly want to be used of god in this powerful medium but will go his way as he's training them and um, that they are worshipers themselves so you know at the end of the day your talent only takes you so far your worshiping heart takes you right to the to the gates and beyond right. and not only that the ability to draw people behind you you'd never go alone if you're a worshiper you never go to that place yeah. alone so we have worshipers who lead and uh, because, you know, we have the varying degrees of talent year by year. Mm-hmm. We have a great crop this year, I <laughs> might add. So they, you know, our students, uh, because they have to shut down their music, which is so dear to them. And wow. I, I I, really my hat's off to them because I know music forms this generation and they got to lay down their music and they got to take yeah. up our music. Right. Right. <laughs> and um, you know, but what happens is they're just so hungry for music. At the end, it's like uh, it, when a worshiper leads you. It's like okay, you know, some borders get broken, and and it's it's all yeah, good.
0: Discernment just goes to all new high, though. I'm sure <laughs>
1: that sounds like Greg Thomas. What is so funny though? The ears come right. <laughs> And I can see them, just little edgy, just at the beginning. But we don't, you know. Greg Thomas doesn't sing it like that, you know. I can, I can, I can kind of hear them. <laughs> I
0: oh, that's good. This Dude. has been awesome. Uh, we don't have a lot of time. We're, okay. we're out of time. We're out of time. Uh, but we gotta have you back. We okay. gotta have you feed to uh, pour into us some more. And I know our listeners are just thrilled to death or thrilled to life. Uh, having you uh, with us Um, and and I wish I had time more time because I would go get the guitar and have you sing us out that means it's just Uh, gotta be a
3: next time
0: yeah we gotta have you back and uh, Teresa Colin wonderful ministry wonderful job at Summit I gotta say I have seen the school transformed it was wonderful before but God is doing something Greater, if I can say that, um, and uh, it's been a delight to see it. It's been a delight to have some of the interns here and share them with us and then watch them go back. And, uh, and to see a, a newfound freedom that seemed, I mean, the last time they were here, they were in t-shirts. Yeah. So that's like, uh, right.
1: It's <laughs> so a whole nother yeah. level of freedom. And that was pastor Carter's. Yeah, see, too. So we thank
0: awesome. God for that. So, okay, so there
1: is you. an anointing when you wear t-shirts and blue jeans. Is that what you're saying? Anointing. A, another another anointing. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. And Greg, I do want to say thank you for how you so skillfully lead us. I'm a recipient and a benefit mm-hmm. of Amen. your
3: leadership. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Amen. Dave, any closing comments? Oh, man. Well, it's just,
3: again, <laughs> this is a special podcast for me. Um, just because, uh, last year's school year, uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Teresa, you brought me on board, uh, where I had the wonderful opportunity to be there every week, uh, two days out the week and to, um, just serve in a couple of different areas with staff and students. And, uh, it is amazing just to, uh, the summit, community is a unique community mm-hmm. it's it's a unique culture but it's a you know but above all of that it's a wonderful place where the presence of the lord is evident um and there is a worship culture that is really just raising up a young generation mm-hmm. that that is just on fire for god and just thank you for allowing me to be a part of that
1: yeah, yeah we miss you come back
3: oh yeah you say the word, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the car and on the way. Okay. Yeah, thank you.
1: God
0: bless. So wonderful. Uh, give us the summit website for our listeners. Yes,
1: it's a summit pa.
0: .org. If you're interested in Summit International <laughs> Bible School, or if you know people that are, uh, that might be, send them to www.summitpa.org. You can get all the information there. Uh, there's some scholarships that are available, I sure understand. Is. So you need yeah. to check that out. If you're serious about seeking the Lord and serious about being a worshiper, uh, you need to get to Summit. And um uh, we just we're just delighted to have you. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a mission.
4: my king in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because music with a mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet. And don't forget to use the hashtag MWM Podcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TSC Music. And, of course, you can always email us at music at timescourtchurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, Greg Thomas answers a wide variety of our listeners' questions during our very first Ask TSC Music podcast.